Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris LaSalle. That would make me your other co-host, David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Hello, Chris. Have you gotten over your uh, Thanksgiving pig out? Um, Yes, I have taken many naps after having a lot of turkey and a lot of food. (laughs) All right. Uh, Me as well. Uh, I'm ready to go shopping. I'll be doing that right after this. So we are here today talking about Minute 55 of The Search for Spock. Minute 55 starts with Krug and the guards watching an accelerated sunset and ends a minute later with Savick leaving a defenseless Spock alone in a cave. I think this is one of the few minutes that has zero dialogue in it. There is. You're absolutely right. There is no dialogue in this minute. So it should go pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, although this this particular minute, I do have questions on. Okay. Um, so it dives right in, right? Krug just murdered the garbage worm. Yep. And then uh, they uh, ports back to his ship, and then they just start walking away. Uh, and then they the boys pause for no real reason that I can tell. And no. They turn, <laughs> right? Yep. They, they turn around and. Uh, I don't know what happened. You know, if you look at it, like what is happening right here? Everything goes black. Like some monster has just come over the horizon. <laughs> I I half expect something like a death, you know, the Death Star or something to get in front of the sun because the way the shadow is sort of falling on them. I affect. I, I feel like something is. The sun is not, you know, going away, but something is actually covering the sun. Yeah, yeah, and it. Um, I mean. I, uh, the sun is setting, right? That's really what's happening here. The sun is yeah. setting, and but it, the way they pull this off, and I know we've talked about Nimoy and his lighting um, several times in the film already, uh, but the way this they they pull this off, they kind of uh, give away the you know how TV shows and films portray uh, night scenes, right? Which is, which is essentially that they just turn on a blue light. <laughs> Right, so that, that that blue lighting that you get when there's night scenes, and I'm using my air quotes right now. Yes, you know it's from I guess it's supposed to be like moonlight. Right, exactly. Yeah, and uh, so you get this, you get this, you know, fade to black, which is pretty terrifying. Like, what is going on? Yeah, everything goes black just for an instant. Yeah, and, and then, then yeah, you get that light hue of blue. Right. Which let's so here's my here's my question one. Uh, does the Genesis planet have a moon? I don't know. That's a good question. It's, it certainly seems like it if you were going to, you know, interpret this. Mm. Where is this blue light coming from? Right. Uh, and then my second, and then they, then they kind of, you know, turn around and they're, where we get to see, they, they switch the shots and we get to see the sun rapidly setting and the shadow kind of. Uh, falling across the land. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's obviously we're seeing like two different locations because we see Krug and the goons turn around, and then it gets dark, and then the shadow falls over them. But then we see a pullback of the planet, and I think this is closer to where maybe David and Savik are. 
Mm. And we see the sun actually going behind, you know, behind the horizon. And we, yeah, definitely see that slow shadow creeping over the land. Right. And that is a good point. You're right. That, that David's in a cave somewhere. And, and the, mm. v- the view that we're seeing is very, it's all rocky. Right. Uh, it's not jungly. Do you think, um, do you think after David and Savak talked, he's out there contemplating life? What have I done? Uh, definitely, he's brooding. Right? <clears throat> if it was if it was raining right now, he'd be looking out a window, watching. <laughs> Do you think he's contemplating jumping? Oh, jeez. Uh, well, he's looking. He's looking down. He's on a cliff, right? Is he standing on the edge of a cliff? Yeah. Yeah, and he's looking down. He could be. He could be feeling that bad. I mean, he's realizing all the death that is uh, has occurred mm. because of him. Yeah. So here's my second nerd question. If the sun was setting that fast, wouldn't this planet be like spinning out of control? <laughs> and wouldn't the, wouldn't the gravity be like crushing them? <laughs> so that was the first thing I thought was like, wow, that's a fast sunset, man. That They must be revolving fast around that sun. Yeah. Um, um, but... Here's, let me throw a wrench in that. So obviously they have to be revolving. Like the Earth has to be rotating. Genesis. Because otherwise, Genesis has to be rotating because obviously there'd be no gravity. Yeah. Yep. But is it a combination of the sun also rotating? Like, are they, is the sun stationary or is the sun also on some sort of rotation? Sure. So maybe that's why we're not seeing massive amounts of gravity basically crushing their bodies against the Earth and splitting them into a million pieces. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to. Uh, I mean, sunsets are because of the rotation of the planet. But you're right. right, is the is the planet also going around the sun really fast? Is the yeah? There's, there's all sorts of right fun questions to ask that we have no answers for. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. So that's what I've you know. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna poke poke at the movie, how come they haven't been crushed? That'd be an interesting uh, scene. Uh, it, it, <laughs> yeah, they just beamed down to the planet and immediately just mushed. <laughs> <laughs> what are all these red spots? <laughs> so, okay, and they repeat the same effect, right? David goes into blackness, and then the lights yep. turn on blue lights turn on and then uh we are now on the set of dagobah (laughs) they went from snowy desert to mountainous swamp mountainous swamp right it looks like she's yeah yeah, she's she leaves spock in the cave well yeah we're assuming she's in a cave i am assuming she's in a cave you're right hard to tell where she actually is i think she's just underneath some trees like in the swamp okay so we're on the swamp level yeah with spock the mouth breather (laughs) so this is spock number two this is spock number two we have changed spocks yep which um disconcerting right up until this point as a moviegoer the first time i'm seeing search for spock uh what the hell just happened yeah, where's the kid we just saw a minute ago? Because 
this child, um, who I believe his name is Vadia Potenza. Is that, I'm that sounds sure close. I'm butchering the pronunciation of that. Complete looks completely different. Eyebrows completely different. Hair completely different. Um, and I believe this is supposed to be Spock, human years 13, 13, 12, 13, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, total mouth breather. He looks like he's in duress. Something's going on. Yeah. And uh, Savick's got a face cloth. She's wipe, got something. Wipe it up down. He's got a wet nap. <laughs> wet nap. Space wet nap. Uh, yeah, so just, it, it just, yeah, Spock number two, um, first time viewer, like, wait, wait a minute, what what is going on here? Um, and so I, I keep waiting for this, you know, I think we still get another minute to go when we, some of the, the, the pieces are put in place. David's already yep. kind of alluded to the, the planet, something's wrong with the planet. Yeah. Um, and now I'm scratching my head, something's wrong with Spock. Right. Or this is, you know, just... Uh, you know, bad casting on the child actors, you know, guild. <laughs> Rather than hiring twins to play Spock, they hired yeah. two kids that look completely different. So, uh, so I guess we can talk now. Uh, who's your favorite Spock so far? Uh, Spock one. Okay, me too. He's cuter. Yeah. This guy, this this Spock looks a little, um, uh, I don't know, evil. Like he. Like I could almost picture him like lunging at at Savick all of a sudden, boo! You know. I mean, he's clearly. I think you sort of mentioned he's in some sort of. I don't want to say duress, but he's clearly something is. Something's not right. I mean, he must be sweating. Um, she's you know dabbing his face with the with the wet nap, and you know his mouth is open. He's breathing heavy. You know something, and obviously it's the rapid aging. I'm guessing is. Contributing to his discomfort. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I just feel like his expression, like the other Spock, Spock One, he, um, yeah, like cuter. He has a better demeanor about him. He's calm. Here, I feel like we're looking at fear, fear Spock in distress. Yes, yeah, I feel bad for him. I do. Me too. Very confused. I know. I don't like that Savick leaves. Well, I mean, she's not going far. I suppose I, I've assumed this whole scene was in a cave, and that she just left him in a cave. But if no, he's, I think he's, if he's just sitting under a tree. Then I think he's just sitting under a tree, and you know, she's just going to. I, I'm assuming going to talk to David more about his failings, and <laughs> um, you know, he eventually it it appears close to the end of the minute he starts falling asleep. So, um. Which is probably what he needs. Absolutely. You know, growing, you know, about four or five years in a matter of minutes. So a question for you. So this has been bothering me. Not bothering me. This is a question I have. Searches for Spock in general. We now know that Spock appears to be aging. Right. Right? The, uh, uh, minutes ago, we saw a nine-year-old Spock. Now we're seeing 13-year-old Spock. Which, coincidentally, that's how old we were when we watched this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I want to know, we know he's rapidly aging. Yep. We don't have a sense of time yet. We, we don't really don't know how long it's been since the 
Genesis device was detonated, right? We don't know if this has been days or weeks, right? We've been speculating. No one's really given us a good sense of how much time has elapsed. Um, and so I have two questions. Um, so how, how long has Spock been walking around on the Genesis planet? And what did he look like when he came out of the torpedo? <laughs> uh, okay, so he <laughs> he came back to life. The Genesis, the Genesis wave brought him back to life. <laughs> What yes. did what did they what did he look like when he came back to life initially? Was he in so? Was, uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, was he the nine-year-old Spock that we first meet out in the snow, or was he an infant Spock that couldn't crawl? Yeah, that's a good question. Right. I don't know if we. Yeah, I don't know if we really touched on this in going deeper. Um, I mean, right? I mean, I'm not. I mean, it's not. No, no. It's well because obviously, a fully formed adult Spock is what's shot out of the torpedo tube onto the planet. Yes. So Exhibit A is adult Spock in torpedo. Lands on Genesis. Exhibit B is finding nine-year-old Spock. Yep. So things that we don't know. Time. We don't have any idea of how long the pod was there and how much time has elapsed um, when Savick and David find him. So we don't have a sense of, is it a day? Is it months? Is it weeks? Because they're on the Enterprise zooming away at the end of Wrath of Khan, and then the next thing we know, they're on the Grissom uh, in orbit around Genesis. Yep. The other thing we don't know is the distance. So we know that the pod is in, at the time, is in a lush green valley. Right. And we find him in the desert snow area. So we don't know how far. I mean, is it a meter? Is it 100 (laughs) meters? Is it, you know, two miles? Right. So if we're thinking of it logically... (laughs) I don't have a damn idea. <laughs> uh, nor do I. And so I, uh, my my head wants to just say it was nine year old Spock that you know woke up, right, and popped the lid, right, and the robes were too big, so he just said, "Hey, it's nice out here, jungle. It's pretty hot. I'm just going to wander around naked." Right. <laughs> right. But then the other the other you know the the part I don't want to think about is that you know. Infant Spock woke up in the torpedo tube, tube yeah. and cried for, you know, hours, days, hours, days, however long as it takes him to go from an infant to a nine-year-old in this accelerated time frame. Right. Ew. I did. That makes me very sad to think about. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. So uh, I would love to hear. I'm gonna. I, I want to put this out there to our listeners. Mm. If you haven't already joined our Facebook group, the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation, please join. And I would love to hear, we would love to hear your theories on what happened to Spock when he woke up. What condition was he in? How old was he? Uh, did it, did it take him? Was it, yeah. Did it take him a long time to get out of it? I mean, how did he get out? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you bring up that 
you bring up that question of the things we don't know. Like the the other thing that we don't know is what happened. What happens to adult Spock? Like what time frame does he revert to? Because I'm assuming he reverts to something. Like it's oh, like does he revert? Does he revert to a child? Like does he revert to nine year old Spock? Does he revert to five year old Spock? Does he revert to one month old Spock? Right. Are you saying like? Are you saying when you say revert, you mean like he? Um, uh, ages in reverse. Yes, down to that. Oh, uh, or yeah. or did he, you know, kind of uh, like a transport effect, like uh, disappear and then reform as a, as a child? Yeah, I, I I don't see. That's the thing. <laughs> does so. Hear hear me out on this. Does does adult Spock disappear, leaving DNA in the so, just just humor me because I'm going to go down this weird road. I'm ready. Does Spock age? Adult Spock age so fast that he decays into bones, and then eventually ash, and you know, whatever you know after how many years, and then the DNA from whatever's left is reformed into the child. So basically, like the Phoenix, Spock is born again. Whoa. Okay, I like that one. That's creative. So rather than him, because I, I don't understand how he would have gone back in time. Like, essentially, that's what we're talking about, is Spock would de-age, reversing time, mm-hmm. and becoming a child. Right. I, I kind of like where, I like if you follow the accelerating, everything is accelerating. Yeah. I could follow that. Yep. So we just because we don't because I'm going back to my my theory is that we don't know how much time has passed between the pod has been there and the time that Savick and David get there. Right. So, in theory, the whole Spock ages to death. You know, I'm sorry, not death to decom- decomposition to a point where there's basically just DNA left, mm-hmm. and the DNA is reformed as a child. That's that's creepy. That is creepy. So this really isn't Spock. This is Spock 2.0. <laughs> uh, and and hopefully it hasn't been like you know this is the third incarnation too. Like he hasn't already like been born once and aged all the way up till he died again and <laughs> came back. Oh right, yeah. Um, but that would be crazy. That's crazy talk. That would never happen. Uh, yeah. So it's it's um. I think it's best not to dwell on this. <laughs> you open the can of worms, man. I know, but it's, you know, it's one of those things you just, when you're sitting down and you're watching a movie like this and you're, you know, like you think you, you know, you you suspend your disbelief and you just, you're roll with it and you're in it. And, you know, it's like, wow, look, they found Spock. Oh, he's a child. That's wow. We got regenerated. That's amazing. That's cool. You don't have time to like sit down and scratch your head. Like, well, wait a minute. How does this work? Or how did this work? Right, uh, you're just you know you're in the moment, you're in the zone, you're you're digging it. Um, we've said this before that this is the curse of doing a podcast like this. Yep, is you have to stop and think about these things sometimes, and and uh, and here's where we are with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so I would definitely. So I I agree. I would definitely love to hear 
and read other people's theories on this particular subject. Like how how have how have we gotten to the point we're at in terms of Spock? Do you believe he's de-aged? Do you believe in the transporter theory that he just disappears and rematerializes as a child? Do you believe in the fast forward effect that it's he's decomposed and is reformed as a child, like the Phoenix? Or is there another theory out there? I think we're going to hear at least five different five new theories. That's my prediction. Or is there already a theory out there and we're just being total bad Trekkies and we just don't know? <laughs> well, you mean the, everyone's going to be like, uh, duh, Chris and Dave. Uh, if you watch Star Trek Four, they talk about the whole thing. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I have seen Star Trek Four, so I just don't. I'm not. I'm not saying I've never seen the movie. I've seen right. it. But yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, Dave. On that note, I I didn't have any other n- notes for this minute. This is just the one that I've been I've been waiting this whole season to get to this point so we could have this conversation because it's killing me. Uh, but I don't have any yeah. other notes for this one. I do not. This was a, you know, I think this was pretty much a straightforward minute. I think the only interesting thing going on here is the lighting effects that they chose to employ here with the sunset, which kind of cool. And then the fact that we're on Spock 2. Spock 2. Mouth breathing Spock 2. Oh. All right. Well, let's wrap it up and uh, we'll go enjoy the weekend. And, yes. Uh, folks, if you're in. Or Turkey! Bring me more turkey. Uh, let's see. Why don't we, uh, you know, while you're waiting and enjoying your, hopefully your long weekend, uh, long holiday weekend, um, yeah. why don't you guys take a minute and go check out moviesbyminutes.com. Um, I think they're up to right now something like over 70 different films are being broken yeah. down minute <laughs> by minute. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I think it's literally in the 70s now. Um they're being broken down minute by minute. Uh, this whole thing, you know, kicked off with uh, Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson. They uh, started the Star Wars minute, um, and uh, kind of spawned uh, all of these podcasts that are out there right now. So, I just want to say thanks to them. And uh, if you've got a favorite movie, it's probably being broken down minute by minute. So, go check that out. Yep. Um, and uh, we're going to be back again on Monday talking about minute fifty-six of the search for Spock here at the Star Trek minute. Bye now. Bye.